Hi, I'm Dan Cottrell, editor of Rugby Coach Weekly. You're about to jump into one of our podcasts. If you want to find out more about this podcast and also all of the great content, drills, activities, games and advice on the website, then go over to www.rugbycoachweekly.net. I hope you enjoy the podcast. So if, if we think about the, the phrase, same thing at the same time, that applies to everybody in the scrum above the individual. Rugby Coach Weekly presents The Coaching Knife, where we cut to the root, cut out the fluff, and challenge the masters of their domain to cut to the chase. Welcome to The Coaching Knife, when we cut to the root of the matter. In this episode, we speak to Graham Smith, Director of Rugby Estonia Rugby, and Head Coach of Caleb Rugby, which is in Tallinn in Estonia. Focusing on coaching the scrum, we are going to cut to the root on the costs and benefits of using a scrum machine in training. Smithy, are you ready for the knife? Let's go. Let's go. Does a scrum machine really make a difference to scrum performance? Not necessarily, no. Go on. I think the main thing that may benefit to scrum performance is is the individual if the individuals can't get their position shape or understanding of their positional requirements then no amount of work on the scrum machine will make that differential so let's say we have got to that situation we've got uh, we've gone through uh, various different training methods to get those right positions and maybe we'll come back to that where does the scrum machine fit in i think the the a scrum machine fits in first of all if you have one yeah. Secondly, what type you have. Mm. Thirdly, what is the quality of it? Has it just been a, a clothes horse for the winter? And then when you come to use it, it's in disrepair. So the quality of the bands, the quality of the servicing. So is it is it up to scratch with uh, the way it's been treated? Okay, and okay. Then- so so let, let's, let's go back a stage then. Are you saying that, first of all, not all scrum machines are made equal. I mean, okay, we'll 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 put to one side. Obviously, they've got to be safe. Let's let's assume that they're safe. Are you saying that uh, there are scrum machines which are just not worth having a scrum against? Yeah, I, th- I think there are. I think some of the sled type machines limited in their use because if you don't get the right amount of weight. If you don't get the bands correct, if you don't understand the value and weight of bands on the machine, then basically you're you're performing an unsafe act. So it's unsafe, uh, number one. And number two, is it giving you any benefit at all? Not if you're pushing too much weight, because um, if you have um, a certain sled that's produced by a number of uh, companies that has no band resistance, so it is just a block, then you're pushing against a dead weight, and that really is not good for the neck and the back. Okay, you're compressing the spine. There's no resistance uh, to your movement, and that's just not uh, safe, in my opinion. So, okay, well, uh, it's not safe. There is a potential argument that you can get some benefit from it in the terms of maybe uh, fixing some body shapes. But what you're saying is don't push. If, if you were working on uh, the, the the certain type of sled that I'm referring to, which doesn't have a band, so it's just a, a block of, yeah. of wood or metal that you can push against, then if you're using it as an individual, similar to a sled, 
that that people use in the gyms nowadays then there is there is certain benefit in terms of transmitting power understanding to get the best push position for example so there is a, a limited benefit there so there are some scrum machines which are worth using and they have the bands with i'm assuming for those people who don't know their way around a scrum machine these are sort of the i can't think of the word now but the sort of elastic type and bungee type cords is that right they're they're a bungee resistance band and the band the 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 material that's used for the band is actually from yachting it's a it's a flexible yachting rope basically and the resistance of individual bands is 25 kilo so if you think about that you've got six arms on a scrum machine and you've got three bands on each arm then you've got 75 kilos on each arm okay Mm. so what is your resistance maximum uh, how you use it in terms of resistance training for individual or for the uh, the units or for the eight that you're working with. You know, you've got to sort of measure these things out to get a true understanding of its worth. Now, you would still use a suitable scrum machine? I use one here in, in Estonia um, because generally we don't have enough players to do live scrums in training. Live scrums develop the scrum better than anything else. Mm machine will help develop a combined a combined force and basically to do the same thing at the same time correctly but you've still got to make sure that technical shape is correct because the problem with eight against eight particularly on machines is that you can hide the weakest link because you've just got eight push uh, eight people pushing in Alan's object basically so understanding of how to use that is really really important now if you go up the market you know if you go to the top machine in the world which is probably still in the uh, in the um, scrum room at Marcuses which is 25,000 euros plus, God knows how much it costs, then you can develop every movement in, out, up, down that you require. I know that somebody produced a machine that I think you can still get now called the Engage, which was on Rhino's books for a time. And uh, that used to have multiple multiple directional movements. And I found that was probably the best machine I used to develop an international scrum. We used it certainly before 2010 uh, in preparation for that World Cup. So there are machines that are beneficial, but then you're talking of thousands and thousands of pounds in the community game. I think there's better ways of developing your players through bands and harnesses. Okay. What are those better ways? It, it starts with the individual. If you think about a club that might get eight to training, four forwards, four backs, how are you going to develop your scrum? Okay, so go on, tell forwards, me how you're going to develop. You've got four forwards. What you've would you got four forwards. So I think the most important thing in those situations with low number players at training is that you focus on the players you have at training. Don't worry about the players who haven't turned up. And then you can look at doing scrum with, with um, shields. One person holds a shield and the player gets on that shield and you develop the individual shape. Depending on the personnel that you have, you might have a loose head, a hooker and a second row. You can develop the three of those against the machine. So you can still work on the hookers put in. There's many ways of developing better players, but it comes down to one thing. If I was if I was got that eight players and four uh, backs and four forwards and I'm on my own, I would do all of them in a, a small block session of maybe 10 to uh, 15 minutes on individual shape because the shape that we have in the scrum is exactly the same as the shape and height we should tackle at. 
Mm. So there's a benefit to understanding that shape in all positions. So, so, to, to, so just okay. So we're developing the shape, and uh, I know that there are harnesses available. Now, just tell me how a harness works, because that doesn't seem to make sense to me, because uh, that's someone holding you back when really in the game, no one ever holds you back. Uh, No, but somebody's pushing you forward. So the design of the harnesses I use are designed that the resistance feels like it's coming through your shoulders and your spine. So you have to take all the pressure through your legs. That's exactly what happens in a scrum. The pressure comes through your shoulders and spine and you have to push back with your legs. The other advantage is because you're in a low prone position, almost flying position, if you like, then using other types of bands or, or, or um, I've, I've used uh, tow ropes in the past to pull in multi, multi-directional forces. That means that you've got to try and stabilize and stay in your shape against forces that are coming at you from different angles. All right. So let's move on back uh, to the actual scrum machine. So you have um, you have your eight players. You have um, a half decent scrum machine, which is safe. It's got some bands on it. What's the first thing you do if you are trying to? We're, we're focusing on scrum performance, so there are some limitations. So what's the first thing you do? The first thing I would do is use use each individual side. Okay, so let's say I've got fifteen minutes for a scrum session, and I listen to your one podcast from the guy in uh, the uh, university in um, Sydney yeah. who talked about um, what I would call multifunctional sessions. Which you know, when 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 Gary Street used to tell me you've got twenty minutes for your scrum and lineout today, then I had to make sure that we covered it. So going from a scrum to a lineout to a mall to a rook. I think is a, a perfect way of of changing the session, so it's not got that one 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 scrum focus. But there are sessions where you have to have a scrum focus. So I would very quickly make sure that players understood their shapes. You use each individual side of the scrum machine. So you've got two on the 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 left and two on the right, pushing forward and back, and everybody comes in with the the right amount of bands. You can you can turn it into a, a horizontal uh, squat machine. So you're just moving the bands to squat forward and back to, to get the legs working, to warm up, get the shape. Then using the the uh, centre head for the tight head, so we've got balance either side of the scrum, use the tight head in a triangle with the second row and flanker. Okay, using the left-hand side of the uh, of the scrum machine with the hooker and the loose head and a, a, uh, a second row or a number eight between the two of them just so that there's balance then you can use that as the loose head and the hooker to get the strike correct. So you build oh, so it just, uh, So I'm just... So there, Graham. So in my head, obviously, um, you're quite clear on the maths of these numbers in here, but let's let's make sure then that we're starting with ones, ones to start off with, individually working on both oh, sides yeah. of the scrum. Then you're going with twos, and then you're going yeah. with threes. So a three isn't just the... Uh, the typical seven scrum across. It is one person maybe at the front, two players behind, or two players at the front and one player behind. Is that how it how it is? Exactly correct. Yeah, I, I do three against three scrums, and obviously, if you're doing sevens, it, you have to do three mm. three against three scrums in in that way. But actually, I think what a lot of people misunderstand, uh, particularly from a cause and effect, that it, it's it's far more beneficial to work the length of the scrum than it is to work the width of the scrum first. Right, so let's just be clear on that. Work the length of the scrum more than the yeah. width of the scrum. So why is that in yeah. particular? Because the connection between your second row prop and on the outside the flanker 
is far import, more important to get right from an understanding of, of body management and body language than it is for the front row, second row or the number eight. So when you look at those connections and you uh, you are with an expert eye, you're watching, you're looking at detail that most coaches uh, may not be able to pick up. But what is a clear detail that you need to see to say, right, I think a good connection is happening here? Well, first of all, there's no lateral movement. No lateral movement in the push forward would show you that there's a clear, tight connection. So let's that say there the is head. there is there is lateral movement. So what's the first thing you say? Right, I probably this is why they're going wrong. Probably loose head. Uh, the, the it can either be the hips of the prop are too high, or the shoulder of the second row is too low. The bind of the second row is probably weak and forward. So it's. Right, it's so tell me what's that, weak, what's weak and what's forwards. What do you mean by that? I can right, understand the hips from, and the height. And what do you mean by yeah, weak? Weak is the the old traditional bind of being on the shore with your elbow pointing down, okay? Now, traditionally, the bind is as round the leg as far as possible. Uh, and I always try and paint the picture of a high, hel- high elbow and almost you're trying to get your finger in your own ear if you're the second row. Right. And okay. that so you're not you're not grabbing to the so traditionally we've either grabbed the the waistband of the shorts or the the shirt. But you're saying it's more like um, you're grabbing around the leg, like you're as you're saying on the phone, uh, putting your finger in your yeah, ear. Absolutely. Yeah. You get as high to the thigh as possible. Bearing in mind that you don't want your shoulder above the the, the shelf of the buttock of the, the prop, because otherwise you're just going to slip up and push into their uh, kidneys. You want to make sure cheek shelf. And that you've got a strong bind around the um, around the thigh. So I think that the scrum machine for that is going to give you a great opportunity to test that out without creating too many, too much lateral movement from the first player who's just you know going to have a quite a steady, steady push. Is that right? Yeah, and and, and you're looking for a steady push. You're looking for that um, push forward. So if if we think about the the phrase same thing at the same time that applies to everybody in the scrum above the individual so whether you've got two three five nine uh, sorry well i actually i put nine in the scrum and i'm trying to put pressure on a tight head but that's another story everybody's got to do the same thing at the same time with the same shape one of the biggest problems we have at the moment is a lack of understanding what happens in a front row and second row that creates an issue too often the secondary effect uh, is getting penalised when the cause was missed. Okay, there, there's there's too many there's too many tight heads getting penalised. Um, sorry, there's too many loose heads hinging. When actually the issue is the tight head boring in or coming down. Okay, because the easy thing to see is the hinging of somebody in front of you. But you've got to understand the pressures if you've got let's say in the female game, 90 kgs, 100 kgs on your neck, and in the male game, up to 130 kgs on your neck, why the hell would you want to go any lower than you can cope with? Right. No okay, so let's, I mean, we, we can definitely go down the route of uh, what's wrong with the scrum in, in the world of rugby. So let's, uh, let's go back to the scrum machine. How can the scrum machine help height? Because obviously height is, a, is an issue that you've identified. Can um, I have, well, the problem is there's some machines that, that I've seen over many years that are actually too high. So you you can't do anything about that. So the best use of those machines is making sure you're getting the resistance correct, whether it's hands and then the weight that's added to the sled itself. 
or whether you've got a hydraulic resistance or whatever it is, you've got to make sure that you get that resistance correct. The second thing is making sure that everybody does the same thing at the same time, okay? And then you build up the dynamism and, and the power through the scrum. But also the, the one thing you can do as well on a machine as it lies scrums is incorrect. And, and I don't think enough people understand or work on the breathing of a scrum, okay? So it's exactly the same as if I'm in the gym doing a squat, okay? Once I've got that bar on my back, I hold my breath on the way down and it's there on the way out, okay? It's exactly the same in the scrum. Everybody should get a, a, a sequence of breathing so they're all more or less breathing at the same time. You On the crouch, you can uh, take a breath in. Uh, on the bind, you can take a breath out. And just before the set, everybody holds their breath. And then when the referee calls set, that's the time to let go of the breath and take control of the hit and then breathe in again to control the secondary movement. Okay, so understanding how to breathe is really important, whether you're working a machine, whether you're working individuals, and it relates back to the gym. It relates back to deadlifts, power cleans, squats, any of those activities that develop the drive power through our, uh, especially our lower limbs, uh, is important to understand. Excellent. So what we're saying is that overall, what we want to try and do is use the scrum machine to build up various aspects of the scrum, things like the breathing, the length, the, the, the detail, and then we can take it forward. It's not going to solve all our scrum problems, but it's going to give, if the scrum machine is correct, if it's set correctly, then we're in a good position. Okay, brilliant. So Graham, we're going to finish on that. Uh, Graham's former assistant coach to the England women's rugby, helping to win one of their only two World Cup victories, and that was in 2014. Their previous win was uh, way back in 1994. Uh, he is a level five coach. Would you believe they are one or two of those around? And he's one of them, and he's coached all across Europe as well as uh, in different parts of the world. But he is in Estonia at the moment. What he says about his philosophy, he says, I've thought for many years, what a philosophy meant, and I'm still not convinced about them or the use in coaching or playing. Uh, are they just not just plans? However, an umbrella philosophy is a few words, care about what you do and the players you work with, be passionate about the game we love and how it's played, involve everyone, staff and volunteers, and any player I meet who has been involved with, Graham, generally has a nice word to say about you. I'm not sure oh, thank if, uh, you. if you've been bought a lot of beers uh, over over your years. Well, so uh, if you want to get in contact with him, his email is gbsconsultancy1 at gmail.com. And you can find some great videos on YouTube if you just look up Graham Smith and probably Scrum or Rugby. OK, we're going to finish with a few questions. Graham, how old are you? Uh, 62. 63. Think about that one. <laughs> think about that one. You've forgotten. Uh, I nearly said 63. All right. Okay. It's what close. coaching book is by your bedside? Not at the moment because all back home in England. But <laughs> right, I did okay. put down what I would if if I could pick a book out or a couple of books out now to reread. Patrick Lencioni, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. I, I I go back and read that on a regular basis. I think that really is a good book on leadership and understanding. I got a lot out of reading James Kerr's Legacy. I think yeah. you've got to look outside of, of I'm with the All Blacks and isn't it brilliant? Are you going to look into the detail? Any autobiography, any autobiography. I, I think a good autobiography tells you a lot about life. Right. OK, so I'm sure you've got Spare uh, by Prince Harry uh, coming your way. Right. Which coach, teacher are you loving at the moment? I, I found this quite difficult to to answer because I'm I'm... 
I'm a, I'm a cynical old git sometimes, and I have to sometimes. really invest in things. Uh, well, yeah. Um, but somebody like reading on Twitter is Aaron Walsh, Mental yeah. Performance. And uh, also, I stay in touch with Matt Ferguson, who coaches Northampton Saints on a regular basis. And I've looked at the way Saints play, and, and their forwards, for me, play in a different way to most of the other teams in, in the um in the premiership with movement, with running lines, with footwork and agility. And and I'm not putting that down to Fergie, but mm. I would be interested in sitting down with Sam Vesti and having a chat. Right. Okay. So that. Sam, should you be listening in? Smithy's after you. Which sport team or subject would you love to coach at the moment? I'm obviously coaching rugby. What else, who else would you like to uh, have a go? Um, at? I'm, I'm actually involved with a couple of ice hockey players at the moment. Uh, with the um, somebody contacted me from the uh, Estonian Ice Hockey Federation, and um, I think that'd be interesting to have a go at. Uh, who's inspired you most? This is a long list. Uh, you're gonna have to go. You're gonna give me one. You're gonna long give long. me one. Oh Christ! Uh, oh, you're gonna now. There's so many, so many people I've worked with. I'm I'm gonna say Keith Bonser, okay. and and okay. people who know me well, who knew Keith Bonser, would understand why I said that. But I mean. Somebody who still inspires me today is Gary Street. Um, Street it's yeah. sad that we still talk every week, but, you know, we do. <laughs> and uh, what would you tell your 20-year-old self to do more of? Oh, God, my 20-year-old self. When you were uh, probably bit, playing with uh, Mosley and... Uh, I wasn't. I, 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 I hadn't gone to Mosley yet. I was still playing at Wolverhampton. I didn't stop playing until I was 18, so I was, I, was, I was late to the game. I would say be yourself and not one what others or what you think others want you to be. Uh, be yourself and, and, and trust in that. And the other thing is don't do the dirty work of others unless there's some benefit to yourself. <laughs> I think that's a worth worthwhile thing to say, certainly from a front row player uh, speaking speaking the truth. Graham Smithy, that's been brilliant. Really enjoyed chatting with you. Uh, lots of gold. So thanks very much. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks for the opportunity.